Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. I think a lot of people um, have things to say and aren't heard and I don't know if I'm going to be the person to make them hurt, but I'm going to try to be that person. Hey, man, you got to do what and you got to do. Hey, guys, it's Wednesday, and you already know what it is. A new episode of Chasing the Frame today. I'm with Daryl Fer- Ferrara. Is that how you say your name correctly? I'm sorry. Yep. All right, cool. How are you today, Daryl? I'm doing well. How are you, John? I'm doing good. I can't complain. Um, just want to say before we get into the cast, I want to thank everyone for listening. And remember, if you're a Patreon member, uh, we have three different tiers for you. So we have that three days, get the podcast three days before, get the podcast five days before, or get the podcast, if that's that, you're in that top tier, a week before. So technically, you can listen to next week's next week's podcast today which is awesome and then also for people who aren't on patreon thank you for listening thank you for sharing thank you for you know doing what you do to push out this awesome podcast and again guys who's ready to chase frames today so let's get to it daryl where are you from originally originally and still live in new jersey oh okay where in new jersey uh north jersey uh montclair okay okay nice nice city by the way yeah, Montclair's a great town. It is. Beautiful place. Uh, okay, so here's my second question to you. What was the first movie, uh, TV show, actor that said to you that, or that resonated to you that said, I want to do this? Um, you know, I would say, having been wet behind the ears at the time, I would say Goodwill Hunting, mm-hmm. um, which was what, 90. 90- Six ninety seven, nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety seven, around there. Um, kind of knowing these two randoms who weren't very random. The, the more you know, yeah. the more you looked into it. Yeah. Um, had already done a bunch of movies. Um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Um, writing a script and kind of, you know, getting Robin Williams on board yeah. and 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 getting this film made. You know, which getting older and looking back at it was not the case. You know, it wasn't that easy for them at the time. Um, mm. You know, so kudos to them for, for pushing and getting their film made and 
you know, their careers, you know, yeah. the rest is history. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I would say Goodwill Hunting was probably the, the first thing that made me want to be a filmmaker. So I started on the acting side of mm-hmm. the, the coin and being 12 miles outside of New York City. Um, you know, so close, you know, the industry is in New York, you know, it's in yeah. LA and I just really despise New York city in a way. I, I, <laughs> I, and today it's a little easier, you know, yeah, yeah. internet and there's, there's a lot of things you can do to, to pass time if you're in the city. Yeah. But back then in 1997, 98, 99, it wasn't the case, you know? So if you had four hours in between auditions, you had to find a, a way to kill that time and surfing the internet yeah. was not one of them. So <laughs> slow internet. Back um, the day. No, not nothing like it is today. Yeah, sure. no. um, but, um, so I would say, yeah, Goodwill hunting was mm-hmm. kind of the first thing that made me want to explore the other side of the camera. Nice. Uh, also, so. did you know, fun fact that Kevin Smith is an executive producer on this, on that movie? Um, I don't think that I did. No. Yeah, I um, I just watched the Hollywood um, handprint ceremony with with you know Kevin Smith and Jay Muse, and uh, Ben Affleck was actually uh, one of the people that introduced them, and he was like, "Yeah, I gave the you know the script to Kevin one day when we were filming Mallrats, I think he said, and then uh, or was it Chasing Amy? I don't remember exactly, and basically, Kevin Smith read it on the whole script on the bathroom when he was taking a shit. And he, and he called Ben Affleck after and I said, this is, this is great. So like, that's how they got that movie made. Cause like Kevin Smith basically, cause he had the pull with, um, Miramax at the time and the Weinsteins. Yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, how it happened. So like, cause, cause Ben Affleck also went to go say, he was like, I say, th- I wanted to say thank you finally to, you know, Kevin for doing that for me. So he finally thanked him as well. So that was like a little emotional piece and fun fact to note for today. That's awesome. I, I did not know that. Um, yeah, I mean, going back 22 years, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, you know, I can't even remember if, you know, Mall Rats was before Goodwill Hunting at this time, you know? Yeah, I, I believe but it I was because not Mall Rats was like 95, I think, 94, 95. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I, so they, so it was definitely not as easy as, you know, two random people making a, yeah, <laughs> definitely. A film, but back then, that's what I was thinking. Um, so if I may ask, how old were you when you were, when you like, when you wanted to do the acting side of the thing? Um, I mean, I always kind of had a flair for it and, mm-hmm. um, even, you know, definitely through high school, I, yeah. it's always something that I kind of had the, the desire to do. Yeah. Um, my parents who are wonderful people, you know, eventually came around to that silly, Mm. that silly dream, yeah. you know, of the bohemian, you know, like <laughs> you don't pursue acting or film. They're very hard to get into, you yeah. know, you go to college, you do this, um, you know, so I didn't really have the artistic supportive parents. Mm. Obviously they supported me in many other ways, yeah. but, um, so it was hard to actually pursue until I was kind of old enough to make my own decision and yeah. get myself to a class or to an audition, um, you know, because they, they just didn't see that that was, um, you know, a, a good path to take. And 
you know, I would say that it was in the year 2000 when I moved to LA and mm-hmm. my father drove across country with me that it kind of, um, shifted and he was like, well, clearly you're going to do it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might as well hop on board and, you know, he literally did sit passenger, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, driving yeah. across country for four days and, um, you know, which was an amazing experience to, to do with my father. Yeah, that that's not, that mean I wish I had the opportunity. I wish I did that too as well. Went drove cross country. I I flew over to Vegas, so I never had that experience. And my parents, when they moved out here, they drove too. My best friend, when he moved out here, they, he drove too. I'm like, I'm jealous of everyone who drove out. Like you know. <laughs> uh, so what was it like living in L.A. being a new uh, a Jersey guy? You know what I mean? What was what was that experience like? Uh, what was the hustle like? What was was there a difference in hustle? Was there a difference in like all that stuff? What was what was it like? I would say there is. You know, one of the things that I even just like today about New York City um, is just how many people there are and how busy yeah. it is. And I know that's what attracts a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. But for me, growing up in a suburban town in North Jersey, because uh, I grew up in Kinalon, I you know I live yeah. in Montclair area now and uh, i grew up in kinalon which is about 35 40 minutes northwest of here mm-hmm. um you know it, it's very small town very slow pace again you know you're talking 20 something years ago yeah where it's so much different today but um i just that's one of the things that i didn't like about going into the city was just how hectic it was yeah which is why I wanted to go to LA and I had the opportunity and uh, I guess it was, it was either January or February of 2000 to go out to LA mm-hmm. to the screen actor guild awards with oh, wow. my friend, Josh, who was in the award um, in the union at the time. Mm-hmm. He probably let it lapse at this point, but <laughs> he was in the union at the time and he got a random invitation. You know, they send him out randomly to, to buy tickets and you can invite one person. So I believe the ticket at the time was like 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're coming, let's do this. I was, you know, no thoughts about it. So we went out there and no, it, I don't know why I said January. It was in March because it was on my 22nd birthday, the SAG award. Okay. And what a, what a birthday present. it was. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing evening that, yeah. You know, parts of it I wish I could take back because <laughs> being 22 at the SAG Awards around a bunch of celebrities at the time, um, you know, Friends was relevant. The yeah. West Wing was relevant. Sopranos, very relevant. American Beauty, that was the award season. You know, like, so these were all the people that I were, was around. And, yeah. You know, trying to play cool, you know, Mr. Too Many LITs over here. Um <laughs> needless to say it was it was an amazing amazing night uh two days before that we happened to meet uh ron jeremy and jerry's famous deli oh my gosh and he was with a couple yeah he was with a couple which meaning i i meant to comment on your post yeah a couple days ago about (laughs) oh do you know who this is and i was like i'll wait till i talk to him but (laughs) i uh (laughs) <laughs> we met him that Friday. The awards were that Sunday. Yeah. My friend Josh, who's, you know, a strapping, you know, six five, you know, 
good looking, definitely the Hollywood type, you know, um, the girls happened to recognize him and he came up to me and it happened to be Ron Jeremy's birthday as well, which was March 12th. Oh my and gosh. What they invited us to his after party. <laughs> That's which awesome. Was at the rainbow room on sunset Boulevard. And it was, it was a wild night. And, <laughs> and after that night, you know, I was kind of like, I need to move here. <laughs> and <laughs> I think it, it was about a little over a month later that I, I moved there and I, I drove across country with my dad and I loved it. It yeah. was, it was amazing. It was the perfect speed for me. Mm-hmm. I could, I had my car. I could drive to an audition if I had time in between. Yeah. I can just go home. I can go to my apartment. Yeah. I can relax. I can do whatever. I could pop in a VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, then, bring it back. VHS. And, and watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I purposely did that there. <laughs> um, so it, it was definitely my speed. Yeah. And I was there for a few months and being a arrogant, 22 year old who thought his shit didn't stink Mm. refused to do you know regular work to make money that you know i'm like and um i ended up coming home because i ran out of money and you know and sag happened to go on strike oh so i you know i had signed with an agency for Mm. um commercial work and then about a week or two later Sag got gone on strike. Did you have uh, like? Did you how many auditions did you have back when you lived in LA? Did you have a lot of auditions? Did you like? Were you still looking uh, for audition? Um, how that? How was that like? I did. You know what? Like, I, I know it's probably not that case for for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was definitely really fortunate. To, yeah. To you know, I, I guess people liked my look back then, which. Um. I happened to get a lot of auditions oh. and submitted to a bunch of commercial agents and was asked by a, a few different ones to to sign. And I happened to sign with, you know, a specific one who I don't even know if they're still in business at this yeah. point. But, um, I, you know, I did it, but then SAG went on strike. Yeah. Well, here's I think the- three months after I was there, SAG went on strike. And, you know, they said, if you're non-union and then you go and, you know, you you do union jobs, you're gonna get blackballed. And, oh shit! You know, you know, and they, so they scared you into not doing anything. So then, not being able to audition and kind of being too much of a punk kid then to mm-hmm. just go work and make money. You know, I ended up running out of the money I had saved yeah. and stuff like that. So I ended up coming home, which ended up being the best thing yeah. for me, anyways. Oh. Glad it worked out in that regard. Then it was just a perfect Absolutely. snow, perfect snowball that just poof, out of nowhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if I may ask too, in LA, when you had, I, I'm guessing, I'm I'm just gonna assume here, I could be wrong, but did you have your like that? Was that your first real audition? Like, or did you have any? Did you try any back home before you moved, or was it like your first real, like your first one? You're like, you went moved out to LA, and you're like, all right, time to do the acting thing, and then you did your first audition. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, it, it was my first real audition, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you one thing: yeah. I, I I'm not an overthinker at yeah. all. Um, I don't overthink things. I don't, you know, I kind of think that face value, and yeah. I, you know, I let the chips fall where they may. But I went on my first audition, mm-hmm. and 
I nailed it and I'm on my way out to the car and they literally called me right back in for a second audition. Wow. And like, I was literally about to get in the car and a PA or a producer, somebody came out with like, Oh no, like come back in. They want to see you again. Holy shit. And then it, yeah, you know, which is not the case usually either. And then I got on my head, you know, and then, yeah. then after that, it was so much more work mm-hmm. for me to get myself to feel confident and comfortable and, and get out of my head. Yeah. Uh, so I wish, you know, that it's been 20 years almost mm-hmm. and I still think about it. Yeah. What they had me do in that second audition and, and I wish I could take it back. I do. I wish I could replay that moment and, and, and do that moment over to yeah. looking back on, it, I'm like, Oh, I know what I would do now, but, um, that's neither here nor there. Cause I can't do that clearly, but no, uh, <laughs> there's no time machines. No, definitely not. Not yet. At least no, I'm sure well, some people are working on it. I would love one, but, uh, that's here. Like you said, here nor there. Uh, <laughs> But, um, so you so you moved back to you know Jersey, and then what did you do after you moved back? What was what was that process like? For a while, I kind of didn't even entertain the the industry. I would say I was kind of burnt out. I was kind of jaded in a way yeah. uh, with life, and you know, so I, I took a a little bit of a break mm-hmm. and. Now, I would say a good, you know, five-year, six-year break and maybe maybe a little less. I, I ended up minoring it at Montclair State, minoring in film. Mm-hmm. So I did some student projects and stuff like that, but I never kind of went back to acting. I had already made that mental switch yeah. to just um, go to the other side of the coin, as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So I, I did that, and then I kind of took a little bit of a break. And then, I don't know if it was maybe 2006, somewhere yeah. around there, Mini DV came out. Yes. Uh, and, yes, it did. you know, you were able to record to a little tape and then bring the footage to your computer. So that was my real first camera, was a Mini DV camera. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used it a bunch. I, again, I wish I archived all these things. You know they're they're no they're not digital yet. Yeah. But, you know I still have them on the mini DV tape somewhere in my basement. But um, that was my real first taste at getting back into it. So I would say that's probably 2006 around there. Did that uh, time at Montclair minoring in film? Even though it's a minor, did it, like light a fire like in your ass, like in, not literally, but did it light a fire in your ass? Like we're like okay, I'm, I want to kind of do this again, or like slowly like go. Or was it like it's, it's a minor? Uh, it it did in a way. Mm-hmm. It, it got me excited again to yeah. want to be creative and want to be artistic. Um, it didn't make me just start going out and uh, you know shooting on my yeah. own and and doing stuff every week or or things like that. Which you know, again, looking back on it, I wish I kind of kind of did but that wasn't the path that i took at the time so yeah um 
you know, but, but it did. And again, then it was kind of slow moving. And mm. then I got to into the point where, you know, I had responsibilities and I had bills and I'm in my late twenties now and things aren't just, you know, I don't have anyone support to just go follow this, yeah, this dream, you know, of, of making this happen. So mm-hmm. it wasn't kind of really until I was married for four years and my wife and I have it, have our own business, which mm-hmm. is, has nothing to do with um, film or anything like that. But you can plug it by the way, if you want to, I was, you're more than welcome. Huh? You can plug it if you want to. All right. So, so we own a yoga studio called Yoga Mechanics in Montclair, New Jersey. Uh, we've owned it for 11 years now, and we are grateful, and we love it, and back to film. Uh, and <laughs> I would say it was probably 2011, so mm-hmm. we were married for three years at this time. Had one daughter. I have, I have three now. Mm-hmm. So we had one daughter at this point. And we were in a bit of a place where I'm like, okay, I could start being creative again yeah so i wrote uh, a short script with um, an- another person this was 2012 mm-hmm. we shot the film in brooklyn over five days what was the film it was called it was called glimpse glimpse and yeah it was called glimpse mm-hmm. and it was filmed in brooklyn over five days in may of 2012 nice and I learned a lot about what not to do. <laughs> and what did you learn not to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we raised a good amount of money to yeah. shoot it. I want to oh, wow. say we we probably raised like twelve grand to to shoot it, and mm-hmm. I didn't know enough to you know. We were searching for the crew and, and stuff like that. You know, our sound. We found a production sound person and mm. I'm not saying that they weren't worth it at all, yeah. you know, like, because it's a skill, you know, like yeah, people yeah. should get paid what they, what they deserve. But I didn't even know enough to, to negotiate and be like, Oh no, I can't afford that. They yeah. kind of were just like, Oh, this is what we want. I was like, okay, well we raised this much money. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't know enough about it to, yeah. to even have a conversation. Which, so, I mean, that was the biggest probably takeaway from it was. Mm. <laughs> you learned. Getting the most out of the value of the, the dollars that we had. Yeah. What, what, what was the experience of shooting it like? And were you director, producer? Were you camera? What, what were you just on that? Produ- directed it. And okay. Directed it and produced it. Right. Um. It was great. It was a good yeah. experience. We had a, a great, it was only a two person shoot. Mm-hmm. I ended up, it was supposed to be a, well, it ended up being three when I ended up doing the third character, which I kind of wish I didn't have to. Yeah. But the, the third character at the time, so we had to do a little bit of rewrites and stuff like that. The third character who was also from North Jersey, couldn't get into Brooklyn the, oh, the, the day that we needed to shoot. It, it was for, um, he was a teenager at the time mm-hmm. and his mom had to drive him in and it just, he had to go to school because we shot the Monday through Friday. And, oh. um, so by the time he got out of school, it was just like a two and a half hour 
traffic jam getting from North Jersey into Brooklyn. So we ended up having to do rewrites and I ended up doing the, the role and it turned out a little bit different than we wanted it. But overall, it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't change it. It, it um, it was weird. Like I, I don't even know how many people ended up seeing it. We 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 did a little screening in Tribeca with yeah. uh, it was like on a little docket with a couple other films. So whoever was there was kind of the only people that ended up seeing it, and it got into raw underground um, in, in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and it you know I got there early to to test it and. Uh, for some reason, their machine wasn't playing the DVD that it was burned to. Oh, that sucks. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm sorry. it never got shown there, which is fine, you know, but, um, oh. yeah. So Oof. it ended up just kind of get, going into like a virtual YouTube vault, and it's on YouTube. Oh, it is. If anyone okay. ever wants it. Yeah, it glimpsed the short film. Okay, I'll definitely put that and, in the show notes. You know, and it, could it have been so much better? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But did you guys shoot on film? You know, or, the two actors say that again. I was gonna say, did you guys shoot on film or mini DV? I'm, I'm I apologize for uh, cutting no, you off. No, um, so 2012, we shot, I believe the DP had a Canon 5D. Oh, okay. I don't even know if the Mark II was out by that time. It still might have been the. It, it might have been a Mark II. Yeah, but um. The, the two actors that were in it, um, Clayton Myers, who now lives in L.A., fantastic actor. Melissa Mars, who's the actress, mm-hmm. was from France, um, has oh, wow. now been in the United States for since. You know, she has to go back and forth, I believe, but she's been in the United States since, mm-hmm. living bi-coastal, doing a bunch of, you know, a bunch of projects. And she's done movies with, she was in uh some stuff with the Fox and you know, not mainstream Hollywood budgets, but she's been working consistently since. And she was a recording artist, a very well known recording artist in France. Oh wow. That also was an actress. And this was her first film in the United States. So uh, how did you find her? That it, I'm so curious. <laughs> <laughs> she submitted. Okay. Uh I, I did you know, I don't know if it was actors access at the time yeah. or, or what it was, but somehow I got a breakdown out there and she submitted and I was like, there's no way this, she had just done from Paris with love with, you know, John Travolta, a small role. I'm like, there's no way yeah. this girl's gonna, <laughs> you know, gonna, I don't know if you ever seen that movie, but she's the one in the elevator no. with them. I never saw that movie. Actually, I did not. I was never um, really uh, tempted to see that movie. It looked so bad with John Travolta as a bald man with a really <laughs> shitty goatee. Yeah, I've never seen it either. Yeah. I just know from the, from her trailer footage, yeah. uh, from her demo role footage, and stuff like that. But I was like, "There's no way this girl's gonna gonna do it." But yeah. I responded anyways, and you know, I said I would love for you to set, submit a tape and and do the audition mm-hmm. and um, you know, she was in France at the time and, and she said, okay, yeah, you know, like I've, I'd love to submit. So she submitted and she was working really, really hard and on her American accent and 
um, I ended up offering her the role and, and she flew over and, you know, and she's been here since and doing a lot of work. And so because and I believe she's, she's back in New York city now. So because of you, she has now gotten semi-famous. Yeah. I mean, she was already famous on her own accord for music Shh, in her it's, own it's country. You. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say she, you know, she, she's done a lot of work and she's, you know, in the seven years since, almost eight years since, you know, we, we still keep in touch on Facebook. Yeah. You know, she's definitely brought it up a couple of times and now we have so many more mutual contacts. And, yeah. Um, and it's great. And I, and I love seeing her succeed. And um, while we were shooting, you know, she's like rehearsing and trying to like get down to her American accent. I was like, you know, I was like, I know this is important to you. But I said I'd rather you just do it with your, with your natural accent. Oh, because um, I thought it sound it brought a different dynamic to the character. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I felt so. And now she, you know, she, in of course, you know, she already spoke English then, but now she speaks and writes and fluently, and you know, everything's great. And you know, it was beautiful that. Back after we shy, you know, mm-hmm. she asked me, could you help me write my bios, you know, translated from, you know, French to English so I could yeah. have a different version. And now she's killing the English game. I love it. <laughs> now she has more grammar than half the American, <laughs> Americans. <laughs> Proper sentences and all that stuff. <laughs> so uh, what was after Glimpse? What would you do after that? After Glimpse, I hooked up with... Um, an actress who was also getting into the film side of it. Uh, her name's Kate Forsath. She's out of Manhattan as well. And we ended up forming a company together called Exit 74 Productions because we both wanted to make our own stuff. We would help each other out mm-hmm. um, on different projects. And we're, we're like, wow, we, we work well together. Yeah. Where, you know, her strengths, you know, were different than my strengths and we worked well together. So we, we ended up forming a company and we did a couple shorts together. Mm-hmm. We did, um, a short called a leg up, which I did first AD on. Mm-hmm. We did a short called the meeting, which we produced and she was, um, in, we did a documentary on a school in Montclair called Glenfield. Montclair has a mag- it's a magnet school system, so okay. the art school. So we did um, a documentary about the importance of the arts and that premiered at the Montclair Film Festival, I guess 2015, I would say. Yeah, because um, I remember doing the, co- the color for that one. And the the meeting, I believe, oh, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Totally. Just so people that. know how we met, yeah. also we met on the set of your your thing for uh, when I was at Situation Normal for Love Love Period, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know, which we filmed the first episode at the the office, yeah. and um, which I thought was great. It was fun, and then it was just so hard to pin down. Yeah, the office again for like a follow up episode, and and then it kind of just fizzled out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's where we met, which was in 2013. Yeah, yeah it was. So that was prior to who Kate 
was one of the actresses mm. on that. Is that um, how you met her, or is that she, uh, is that? No, I actually I actually met her at Egan in Montclair. Okay, she was a waitress. I I worked in uh, 2006. I started working at Egan's in Montclair, mm. and she was a waitress there, and she was only there for a couple months uh, with me. Mm. And then we lost touch. You know, social media wasn't really what it is today. Yeah, uh, Facebook was a thing, but it was still more of the college scene. And MySpace was a thing, but she wasn't really on it. And I think we linked back up on Facebook maybe 2000, 2011, something like that. Okay. And that's how we kind of knew about each other's projects and realized, you know, you know like, Ask me for help if you need help, you know, same thing, reciprocal. Yeah. And that's how we kind of linked back up. And then 2014, we legally formed the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, you know, and it's so I met her in 2006, and it wasn't for six years that we started working together. Wow. She's from Wayne, New Jersey, okay, uh, originally. Then what's the significance so, between Exit 74? What, why name it? What's that again? Why why is it called Exit Seventy Four? What what is the I guess significance of the exit number? Well, being from New Jersey, I'm sure you know, but I'll let the listeners know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> the Garden State Parkway, the, the mm. beautiful uh, road that goes uh, north to south, length yep. south to north, length of the state. Um, it's kind of well, what exit are you? You know, what exit yeah, yeah. you live off of? Um, so she was born in Forked River, which is Exit 74 off the Garden State Parkway, yep. and um, that's that's where it came from. <laughs> and while we were legally forming the company, because she kind of did stuff under the name prior without legally forming the company, you gotcha. know, she had an idea, and you know, she she gave me the option of, oh, you know, we could totally change the name and stuff like that, and yeah, I said, no, no, you know, Exit 74 works, it's, it's cool. <laughs> It flows, so we we stuck with it. I like um, it. I guess if 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 I was off an exit, it would be one fifty three, which yeah, you know, doesn't sound <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, sound, nice. like, doesn't sound that good. Actually, yeah, maybe one fifty three B. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so you know, after the even during the documentary, yeah, she had written a script called Three Bounds. Mm-hmm. Which we, which was a feature-length film, which we had started to workshop and have yeah. readings, and so that was 2012, 2013. We had already started workshopping that, and the script went through many, many different revisions, and we started building a rapport with people who we had reading these roles during the workshopping and stuff like that. Yeah, and they ended up being the characters and or or playing the characters and playing the roles and adding so much to the character's development through all the different revisions. And we ended up shooting that film in 2016, Mm -hmm. which I will get right back to. Okay. So in 2014, we crowdfunded to shoot a a teaser trailer, you know, to, to pitch our film to, to different investors, which is such a waste of time. Uh, <laughs> if you don't have a name attached to it, nobody wants to hear about it. 
Very true. Know, it's unfortunate. So we shot a we shot a teaser, and there was another. We ended up raising like fifteen thousand dollars to shoot this teaser. Oh wow! We shot it, and and. Central Park in Brooklyn and a diner in Wayne. And um, it was a great experience to still continue to evolve these these characters and our working relationship. Yeah. And then, you know, we never, that didn't help us the way we had envisioned mm-hmm. it helping us. Okay. So now it's, that's 2014. So now we're like, all right, you know, we need to make this we need to shoot this film. How are we going to shoot this film? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. So two years were like in the two of us are in serious pre-production on, on this film. Like That's we, hard, we, we need to make this film. That's some hardcore pre-production. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was just us, you know, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're wearing many hats. So, and we both worked. Fine. So it was kind of, you know, we couldn't just get together at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday to, yeah. <laughs> to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it had to be on a weekend for three hours here and there. Yeah. So, no, we're, you know, we're making pitch packets. Yeah. You know, making more edits of this teaser trailer, sizzle thing, so mm-hmm. we can get it over to people. And, you know, people watch it like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. You know, but we never got kind of like, more traction than that and you know a lot of times people are like why are you making a romantic comedy like romantic comedies are such a hard sell um you know and in that alone like you definitely need a a name attached to a romantic comedy yeah uh why why are you doing this you're never going to make money off this you're never going to make this film and kate is a very determined person yeah she's like no we are making this film and you know we were we just we kept getting no's or polite like oh well yeah we're not interested but if you know if i hear of anyone interested i'll pass on your info so eventually we're just like man like now now we're in the spring of 2016 Mm -hmm. and we're we're we gotta like what are we doing like we we need to revamp the way we're going about this and because what we're doing is not is not working yeah so i think we took that was in may i think we took like two or three weeks off from it like didn't talk about it didn't get together and then we were finally like okay let's just start asking yeah because the worst that people are going to say is no yeah yeah Right. Yeah. So no, never, you know, no, wasn't going to hurt us. Yeah. You know, there's so many more people out there that could potentially say yes. And no one was ever like, okay, I'm going to give you money, but we, um, I want to say we had, you know, over 10 locations in five boroughs. Yeah. Yeah. Which we got all, all of them for free. Wow, that's that's even a plus. That's like a huge plus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so like, all right, we we got these, we got these locations. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Did you have that's like certain times, by the way, to pay for? 
Did you have like? Did they give you? Were they very that strict we had on your time? Yeah, like they were like, you can only use it between the um, hours of this and this, or was it like, hey, you can come use it whenever, you, based in and in in like time wise. No, I mean, I would say all of them kind of had some sort of restriction or stipulation, yeah. but all of them were so, so very accommodating. And, That's nice. Um, yeah, yeah, and. So we shot at Rosie O'Grady's right by Times Square, and they had oh, wow. a couple different floors. Mm. So we were able to shoot, like, the bottom floor was ours for the whole day because they didn't have anything down there until later at night. So we yeah. got there at, like, 6 a.m., shot till 4 p.m., you know? Yeah. Um, you know, after that, like, we went, they had another restaurant next door that they used to let us use for another scene, yeah. which was called the Manhattan Club. It's the same owners we shot in Connolly's and oh, wow. near Times Square. They have a third floor that it was on a Friday, which they weren't going to use until 8 o'clock at night. So we got there again yeah. early in the morning and were able to shoot without any um, interruptions of, you know, anyone coming by. Yeah. We shot in a cafe in Brooklyn, which was after they closed because they were like a breakfast lunch place. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to to work around all the the stipulations that yeah. they had. Yeah. A, a nail salon, um, Minty's nail salon. We shot at uh, a laundromat down by um, I want to say it might have been Washington Square Park, somewhere in that area. Yeah, um, we shot at Bleecker Street Pizza. Oh. To um, which is amazing pizza. If you're ever in New York City, go to Bleecker Street Pizza. Okay, uh-huh. shout out to pizza out there. <laughs> <laughs> which we know pizza. Uh, so, you know, everyone was just so so willing, and we happened to talk to people who believe in the arts and, and yeah. supported doing, and it wasn't. You know, so we got all, you know, we got all that for, for free and, and coming from the experience of my short film and, and, and the teaser trailer, you know, we felt comfortable negotiating, um, rates with people and Mm. we had a cast and crew of 64 people. Holy schmoly. We, (laughs) yeah, yeah. We shot, we shot the film over the span of 11 days, which, wow was absolutely insane and I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I mean, it was just such an amazing experience. We, we shot in the November of 2016. Yeah. Over, like I said, 11 days without, within the five boroughs. Uh, I mean, we shot in Central Park, Washington Square Park, um, which, you know, like, you could get a, a permit to shoot in Central Park for like 50 bucks. Oh, I didn't know that. You know, I was going to ask you about places. that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like, yeah, I mean, you know, we didn't close down anything. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to deal with, you know, with people potentially being in the shot, you yeah, know, yeah. which was fine for background. Uh, or we had to wait till nobody, nobody was around, but we shot by like with the fountain and, yeah. um, you know, and, and everything was great and it worked out. And a funny story about Central Park, we shot on like the Reservoir Loop, which um, was like a, a running track. And in the scene, Kate's character, um, Sarah, had to, was running a play and 
this car had to be running the opposite way because her character at the time was like, there's a sign, like you're supposed to run this way. Yeah. You know, so some guy happened to be running it correctly and we needed to get the shot and like people kept coming by. So I stopped him and he looked at me like I was insane. I was like, dude, I need you to just, if you don't mind, just start running the opposite way. <laughs> and he's like, like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I was like, your face won't be in it. We just need somebody running the opposite direction. Cause we didn't have a, an yeah. actor or, you know, anyone to, to do it. Um, so, you know, he's kind of like, all right. So, you know, he's in the final cut of the, of the film. And he's wearing like a yellow parka because it happened to be raining that day. <laughs> so please just run so, the other way, huh? Yeah, he, he looked at me like I had 19 heads, and I was like, I'm sorry, you know. But, Maybe you should um, explain what you're doing first before you ask them to run the other way. <laughs> I just, we didn't have time. I'm okay. Like, I'm like, we're late. Like, we, we got to get this shot off. Like, we only have Central Park for one day. There's, and again, like, we shot in 11 days. So yeah. we had a lot of pages to film in a day. Did, did you so like? I'm like, we got to, like, Go on. Oh, I was I was gonna ask. Um, sorry. Uh, if you shot like in like Central Park, and then did you move somewhere closer to Central Park, or did you just stay in Central Park that whole day, or like you know that the restaurants that you went to in um in Times Square you're talking about, the places? Did yeah, you... no, it's the Central Park day was all Central Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, because there was different. There was, I would say, I guess three different three or four different times in the course of the film that we used park footage. Yeah. So, you know, being different days and stuff like that. So, um, so we had plenty to shoot mm-hmm. in the course of that day. Okay. Yeah. Cause like, I was just wondering like about company moves and like how much movement did you have to do going to location to location, especially in 11 days? Well, I mean, we were, we were fortunate to, to plan it very well. Yeah. Um, that's always a plus. And our company moves were never. Sometimes we're like, get in the car, we got to drive down here. But we have behind the scenes pictures of us dealing um, like a wardrobe rack yeah. <laughs> throughout the city. We have like people carrying cases, <laughs> three people pulling like a wardrobe rack filled with clothes and oh like gosh. crafty, you know, <laughs> on the bottom of it. Needless to say, after we filmed at Hunter College as well, after the day, and I apologize, Hunter College, because you probably didn't know it was us, but <laughs> after Hunter College, we just were like, the the rack was so destroyed oh. that um, we just we just left it on the, on the sidewalk. <laughs> Hunter College. Oh. I'm like, this, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh man, that's crazy. Cause I, um, I I'm just asking too, cause like I, I did a, I did a film once, and we had like, so in Vegas, everything's like really 20 minutes away from each other and all that stuff. So like we shot like mm-hmm. in, where I live in Henderson, we shot in Henderson. Then we had to go all the way to the other side of the, uh, town, like in the west side, and basically like at three or four o'clock when there's like traffic. So like we had we were also running late. And trying to get to the next location, which we missed the time, and the the guy who was supposed to be there had to leave by the time we got there for one like one of the locations. Yeah. It was just insane. Like it wasn't planned properly in the sense of like where to go for locations. But then again, it could have been like 
what only the locations were available that day, which kind of kind of sucks too. In that regard, that's why I was asking about your company moves. Yeah, again, we 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 had a great team mm-hmm. to help us plan the the schedule of what we're shooting when. Yeah, um, and, and and none of our company, if we had a move, it was within the same area. I yeah. I want to say only once or twice did we actually have to get in cars to drive somewhere. It was always walkable. So yeah. we when we shot in Washington Square Park, the nail salon that we shot in the same day was right around the corner. Yeah. You know, so while it was a different, completely different aspect of the film mm-hmm. and way before, you know, the footage of Washington Square Park, um, we happened to just have to you know, we didn't have to bring the the company far yeah. and stuff like that. And you know, we shot at Sing Sing Avenue A, like a little club scene. Yeah. Um, right. So it was, you know, we we were definitely fortunate in that in that regard to um, to have planned it correctly. Yeah. So eleven days, sixty four people. Holy moly! And you got it all done. What was that like? Just getting it done yeah. was, I mean, because at this point, I had already been four years from the first draft of the script. Yeah. So just getting it done was an amazing feeling and such an emotional feeling. And um, when the, you know, when the chic one Marta called you know, at the rap, um, you know, it was just, it was an amazing experience. At that time there wasn't, you know, we shot in a small kind of bodega thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think at that time, maybe there was 10 people total that got to witness the, the very last shot of it. Oh, wow. Um, but it was, it was an amazing feeling. It was just like, oh, we can breathe <laughs> and then get ready for post-production. But there's a whole, <laughs> uh, a whole other battle to, to do when you're a very small yeah. budget in the grand scheme of filmmaking. Did you have to do any pickup shots while you were in post-production? We didn't have to do any pickup. We did do some B-roll. Okay. A couple months later, we we did get some B-roll footage for the, you know, for the, the editor. Um, But we, no, we didn't. We, we, we literally got every single shot. Very nice. Every single page. Yeah. During those 11 days. And like I said, some of these actors had been with us since 2012. So yeah. you're talking four years. So they knew, I mean, it benefited us so much because they knew so well their character. Yeah. And it, and it helped us get shot. Like I don't, and we knew we were strapped for time. Yeah. So I don't think we ever shot any, there was one scene we had to, to shoot maybe 10 times only because it was, about 11 o'clock at night, we were shooting in Harlem. 
um, in in a in an office, you know, in inside. We weren't out on the street or anything, but we were shooting in harm, and everyone was delusional. We had been there for fifteen hours. Yeah, and this one actor, Bradford Howe, uh, who's amazing. He, he's like an improv king over here. Um, just kept making everybody laugh. Oh boy. Yeah, if it's and, hours in delusion, yeah, like you, you, you know, you know, bad shit's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's cracking up. The the DP is cracking up. I'm yeah. sitting behind them. I'm cracking up. You know, makeup, wardrobe, like everyone's just cracking up. And it's a scene of people sitting at a conference table. So there was five or six people in the scene that are all cracking up. Oh boy. (laughs) And then the one actress was laughing so hard at Bradford that she just kept making the other actress laugh. (laughs) And we're just like, Oh my God. So, I mean, eventually, eventually we did get it, but yeah. um, And then we had to go outside and and shoot. I think that was at midnight when we were shooting our final scene for the day on the sidewalk. Oh my gosh. That happened to me on a set once. Uh, it was another like a twelve hour, maybe fifteen hour day, and I and I actually, you know, what, the funny thing is, I went from work, so I worked four a.m. to one p.m., and then I went to set like at two or three, and then I didn't leave till like three in the morning, and by the time we were kind of finishing up, first of all, I was like my body was like delusional, I was tired, and the guy made a funny, I had to walk away and let someone else shoot. That's how like hard I was laughing. <laughs> So I, I I've been there. I mean, it's all in good fun. You yeah. can laugh about it after. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, we we make jokes about it still. <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah. And what was the post production process so, like too? Again, it was you know, um, small you know yeah small budget. So yeah. did you do you know, it, it? Took us a little while. Huh? Did you do any of the editing, or did you just have, to have you say? I think you said yeah. You, you said you had an editor, but did you like look at all of the footage, any of the yeah. footage before the you gave it to the editor to give him like notes? I'm like, we well, want this scene, this scene, this scene. How that r- relationship work? Yeah, well, I mean, Meredith, who's the editor, mm-hmm. um, she is based out of LA. She flew here, so she was here for a few of the days. And she was also involved with it for mm-hmm. for a while as well, and we didn't because we had such a good re- we we didn't um, give her notes per se. I mean, she yeah. had the script obviously, yeah. and she kind of made the first pass based off of the script. Yeah, and and being there and 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 knowing, you know, certain shots that were, you know, shot a certain way and stuff like that. So I mean, Meredith is amazing and added such a good eye to the to the editing process and yeah. the film turned out beautifully because of you know her her craft and her skills and her her eye and uh she i mean we're, we're kind of it, it premiered in june at mm-hmm. the so international film festival of this year so 2019 very nice and it was still a little too long. So we're actually still in the process of cutting more minutes off of it. Um, just for the, the ability to get into more festivals. How long was it? Or how long is it? 
Um, the cut that was shown was an hour and 53 minutes. Oh, wow. That's a very long romantic comedy. Is, yes, absolutely. But it, it was, we cut about another 10 minutes off of it. So okay. I believe it's around 142 right now. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to get a couple more minutes off it. I think we all feel comfortable getting it under 140, mm-hmm. which should open up some opportunities, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I, bye. I think it's a lot easier also to like, you know, like you said, you had it at one, what was it? One, one fifty you said? One fifty-three. Yeah. yeah well, it's easier to have a whole like string out in that regard. And then you figure out what to cut and like having less footage than what you need and need more to add in or like, you know, stalling it in that regard too. So is it, is it easier to cut around and figure out like, okay, we don't need this or that. And the other thing when you're cutting it in that, or when your editor's cutting it, well, I want to say that it was the first pass, yeah. I believe, came in at about two hours and five minutes. Wow. So just getting it to 153 with credits, that's 153 with credits, yeah. um, was hard to do. Why was it hard? And when you, because when you're so like, to the material for that many it's like oh, no, everything everything's needed yeah yeah you know like yeah yeah, yeah you <laughs> so kill your it was babies. hard to cut it down yeah absolutely you know so it was hard to get it cut down and then once we got it to 151 152 with you know without the credits we're like oh this you know this is great <laughs> yeah and then getting it down even 10 more minutes you're like oh wow <laughs> like you could see where it was needed but at yeah. the same time you're like oh i you know, like you're getting rid of more and more of it. And, and it's still made, you know, it, it is stuff that was ultimately not necessarily needed for the story. So it is okay that it's gone from the current cut, but Mm -hmm. um, it it was, it was hard to do even for Kate because she wrote it and she, she starred in it, you know, she played the lead role and, it was really hard for her that she ended up telling Meredith and I, I trust you guys. I'm going to step back from this process. Unless yeah. You need me. That's, that's totally understandable. <laughs> it's her word. Yeah. You know? and she, yeah. And she spent so many years um, with them, you know, at yeah. this point, it's seven years now that she's, so it's been a long process. Yeah. And, It's again, it's taught us a lot, and um, it's made me, you know, after we were done shooting, I, I kind of had to step away from mm. from being creative for a little while because I was so mentally spent, yeah, from focusing two years solely on getting this project to a point where it could be shot. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that that can take a big toll on you. I mean, you, you do need a refresher, and how's that? How's the refresher going, or the the mentally st- stepping back? Is it is it is it giving you a nice perspective? Is it also making you go, okay, what? Like, are you slowly thinking about things that you want to do in the future, in like that regard? Absolutely. Um, I mean, when I say I took a step back, I'm like, I don't want to be creative. I just go to work, make money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I, <laughs> as time went on, I, um, I started being 
creative again and, yeah. and wanted to do things. And I um, wrote a, a kid's book, which should be awesome. finished illustrating by the end of this month, if not early um, January of 2020. So it should be so out because your episode's got, in May. Just saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it will be out by then for sure. Awesome. Awesome. If not, if not, Brian and I, the illustrator, are going to have some words. No, <laughs> but <laughs> it should be. I should get it to pre-order uh, next month cool. in January of 2020. Awesome! Congrats, by the way. On so, the book. thank you, thank you. You're welcome. It's um, having children. It was, you know, I have three daughters. Yeah, and being around it, you know, that's what you know. You're reading books to them. You're kind of like, oh, what, what do they want? What do they need? What do they yeah. want to hear? And, um, so it's going to be a movement and mantra book for, for, for children kind of being like, you're, you can be whoever you want to be, Yeah, you know, don't, don't listen to all that little chatter and get older that says you can't be this, you can't do this. And yeah. it's so important in today's society because, you know, uh, bullying is so there in society and yeah. people are afraid to be who they are and because of you know people's negative opinions of them and you know everyone knows what opinions are like you know um, yes and we all, we all have opinions though so we all have assholes <laughs> yeah, yeah so so <laughs> you know it's so it, it's about that and, yeah. and and I think that's important for our young generation to to know and you know and i hope this if the book could help one person then i did my job you know and yeah. if it goes on to be to selling a bunch you know it, it does you know and that that would be awesome and, um you know i have a bunch of people who said oh i want to pre-order i want to pre-order yeah. so you know we'll we'll see uh, see when it comes time to it and and stuff like that so you know i got that and i do want to start doing film again, but I'm, mm. you know what? I'm not, I don't want to say I'm, you know, I'm not interested, uh, interested in it, but yeah. the process of getting three bounds made. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to do that process again. I don't want to ask people for money again. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have to bust my, you know, my ass again for, it took such a toll yeah, mentally yeah. that I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't, but I am starting to get to the point where I want to, I started writing, I wrote a, a short script nice. um, called, called Wild. Um It's just like a little short five minute thing. And, mm. you know, I'm going to try to do, you know, three, four or five of those over the course of the year and next year and just put them out there. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not interested in the game of like, Oh, you know, I got to get into this festival so so and so could see this. You know, like yeah, no, like you know what, like the Duplass brothers when they were growing up and they were getting into the, you know, they got friends together and they shot stuff. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean, you know, and yeah, I mean, I was gonna say personally, so I, I think the the the, so. the festival game is kind of um um too. There's too many festivals. That's me personally. Oh, I totally agree with you. Yeah. 
And everyone has There's a festival. So many festivals, yeah. and then if you don't get accepted, you're like, oh, what? Does my film stink? Is it not good? Like, what? What's going on? Well, it's not even that. You it's know? like there's so many festivals you can get into one at least. Like you know, what I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather get rejected. I think in a film festival than get accepted for a film festival I never heard of before. That's very low tier. And I, this is no offense to like people who are doing that. This is just my personal opinion. And I mean, yeah. that's how I feel. Like, I don't, I, I think like, I don't want to go into like the, like the Las Vegas, like, uh, you know, short film film festival, you know what I mean? Like some, or like, you know, some random ass film festival yeah. that no one ever heard of. And then it's like, oh, I got these, like I won an award where only like 10, like 10 people signed up for, and you're basically no one's in your category or two people are in your category. Yeah. So that's how yeah. I feel. No, I hear you. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, I just want to create stuff yeah, and I want people to see it, yeah. you know, because if nobody sees it, it's not doing you any good anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, so I want, you know, I just want to shoot the film and learn from it and say like, okay, you know, what can I do better next time? And mm-hmm. is it going to be the perfect script? No. Is no. it going to be perfectly shot? No. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, I want to just do it. And then I want to say like, okay, you know, either on Facebook, you know, watch or IGTV or wherever it is, you know, like here it is yeah. to see it yeah. or, or put it on Amazon, you know, video because anyone could upload anything to it. That's true. Um, you know, and just like, you know, like, Oh, well, here's a link to my Amazon prime video. And people are like, Oh, it's on Amazon, you yeah. know, who are not in the industry who don't know anything about it. They're like, Oh, cool. You know, yeah, and yeah. like, and then they could share a link, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm too old to, to care about the game at this point. Yeah. Um, you want to enjoy the game. You know, to be honest with you. It sounds like you want to enjoy it more. And just in like, in, I mean, in the sense, like you're not worried about the game of like getting, I guess, to wait, hold on. I'm trying to say this. I'm not trying to be like an ass about it, but like, uh, you're, it, it, like no, no. it sounds like you're in, trying to enjoy it more. Like I don't want to play the game. I just want to enjoy watching the game, but playing at the same yeah. time, I guess. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, at, at this point, like I get, like I said before, I have three daughters. Yeah. Um, my my focus is on what can I do that's going to better their life. Yeah. That's what I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know mentally or financially, uh, you know things like that. I, um, and I don't know if it's stupid of me to say like oh i don't want to play the game you know like i don't you know like but you know if it's not going to help me help them yeah then i don't want to be i don't want to do it you know yeah no yeah i get you so i mean that's you know that may change yeah i mean hey every day changes too i I mean i think people's goals change every day so i mean it could change for you too yeah absolutely uh, you know so right now that's my that's my goal and you know i'm not going to go spend boatloads of money on equipment. You know, I got my, you know, I may even shoot it on my phone. I don't know. Yeah. I went and I got a, I got the, a little gimbal for my phone. Okay. You know, I, I might go just, I might just go shoot it on that. I don't know. Hey, you're making media anywhere now. It's it, at the fingertips. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I have a question. Cause I forgot to ask you this. I have two questions. Actually, actually one was give me the elevator pitch for three bound. Like what? What is Three Bound about? Three Bound is about um, two newly single New Yorkers, Matt mm-hmm. and Sarah, who had just gotten out of 
serious relationships meet at the, um, I guess you could say wrong time. You know, they, they happen to meet at a bar at at the wrong time in their, in their life. But it happened to actually be the right time at the same time, because they come up with a plan to, they don't want to be each other's rebounds. So they come up with a plan to go X, Y, Z number of months or sleep with three people uh, to get it out of their system before they give their thing a shot. So that's why it's called three bounds. I like that. I like it. I like it. (laughs) So, you know, they, um, you know, stuff ensues and one of them's doing better than the other or, you know, and it, it, you know, it, places importance on their own relationship and mm-hmm. um and, and we go from there and you know it it follows their journey of this plan to you know it's a rom-com yeah. so we we ultimately know what happens <laughs> you know but like um uh, you know it's it's everything in between from from that day that they meet to the day that um the movie goes to the end credits Awesome. I love, I love that concept. Yeah. So, I mean, again, this was Kate's, you know, it's not, it's not a true story that she lived, but she (laughs) kind (laughs) of, you know, she kind of based it off of dating in New York city. Interesting. You know, it's, you know, it's dating in New York city, you know, I mean, there's so many people and there's just, it's not easy to, to, I, you know, I'm, you know, I've been married for, um, you know, 11, by the 11 years at this point, mm-hmm. almost 12 years by the time this, um, podcast plays, but, yeah. um, you know, so I, I never experienced myself, yeah. you know, so I'm just going off of knowing people that have tried dating in New York city. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it's a, a trip, you know, yeah, and I'm yeah. sure it's very similar in LA and, you know, Las Vegas too, anywhere where there's industry and people being there for specific reasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, so, um, so yeah, that was, you know, yeah. unless, unless she really did live it and she's just not telling anybody, but I doubt it. She's secretly telling, you know? tell, yeah. She's like, I'm not going to tell anyone. I really went through <laughs> the <this> shit. <laughs> um, uh, and the but, other, another question too, I actually am thinking more questions, but another one was about, um, all right, what are you guys going to do after three bounds cut to where you want it to be? Festivals, Amazon, Vimeo on demand. What I mean, I don't know what, what Netflix, you know, Hulu. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think once it gets cut to, I mean, we're eventually going to have to come to an agreement to say like, okay, we can't, we have to stop at some yeah. point. Um, I think we'll try the, the festival circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, for a little bit, we'll try to get sales agents as well. Yeah. Because even if you have a sales agent, it's, it's going that route to get it on, you know, streaming on demand or, yeah. or, or that. It's still better than us uploading it ourselves. Gotcha. Um, because there's still people behind it and there's there's a network behind it. If we just put it up for then it's up to us and who we know to try to get the word out about this film. 
Yeah, so a sales, you know, it doesn't have an industry network behind it. So a sales agent does all that work for you, and they continually do that, and that's what their basically their job is. I'm guessing. I never, I never met a sales agent or heard of heard of that until actually right now until we talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so their their job is to try to get the yeah the film sold. Yeah, you know, or you know, to distributor to to whoever and. You know, and and if video on demand ends up being the home for it, then awesome. You know, yeah. I'm already excited for where we are with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and anything after this point is just extra. Yeah. You know, because you know, so I'm already proud of of what we've done. Well, you should be proud of what you've done. You should be. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. And then I never asked you this. How did you meet Rob? Like how, um, Taglarini? Did you know Rob from college, or did you know him? Like, because I was like, how did you guys like pick situation normal of all places? I was always curious. I never asked. You. Um, from from Eric BK. Um, gotcha. Um, who his friends was. Rob's partner, no? What was his name? I don't remember his name. Uh, was it John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay. Eric played one of the roles in it. Yeah. And he happened to say, like, oh, I know somebody, you know. And, yeah. uh, and you know, I, I don't know if you if you still keep up with Eric, but he he, he does know a lot of people, him and his haiku guys. Um, so I I'll give a little remember, shout out to him. I don't remember Eric, actually. Um, who who was he? Oh no, no, I don't. I don't think the only people I had really an interaction with that day was the people that I interned with, and maybe you, and well, obviously you. But other than that, I don't remember who's who. Like I don't remember face, and I remember Kate's face, obviously, because I've seen her and the yep. other the stuff that we've done and uh, you guys done. But I don't remember Eric. I can't remember what he looked like. I, I'll have to show you on or, or show you on Facebook or something. Okay, um, yeah, it works. Because I'm like, oh yeah, I think person. he. I think he lives in LA now as well okay. and he started the with a couple of people called the haiku guys mm-hmm. and they ended up doing like they do like sit on the corner and do like three haikus or they go to parties and do three haikus interesting you know they're so they did like all the wonderlust festivals which are like big yoga festivals um oh but they have like they have a one in vermont that you know, on the ski slope during, mm-hmm. you know, during April or, you know, May, something like that. So yeah. it's a little warmer out. But, you know, so they're, they're, they're all over the country. I wonder what festivals. Huh. So they go to a bunch of different ones and set up a table and they have like old school typewriters and they type out free yeah. haikus for people that, that will. I, that sounds oddly familiar, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> um, you may have seen it come I, across I your Facebook. Yeah. If, yeah, if you go there now just from talking about it, you'll probably get some sort of, you know, sponsor that. Yeah, I'll be expecting that on my phone anytime soon after I got off this podcast. <laughs> with you. Uh, oh, uh, let me ask you this: I usually ask people like because I'm always curious and I'm always wondering about how to make the film community in Vegas better. But I was wondering, what is the film community in New Jersey, New York like? What is like? What I guess? What are the pros and cons? If if you have any, um, or if you you know. If you want to say them, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say in, in New Jersey itself, I would say it's probably small still just because of the proximity to New York, yeah. you know, to New York City. 
Um, so New York definitely holds the the market. What I the community itself in New York, I think, is very. It's not as cutthroat as LA, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, okay, and people are are more willing to. It's not about the paycheck. I think it's more about the the love of the the process. Yeah, and I don't. I I can't. You know, like I don't want to sound any sort of way about LA because I've never been in the LA film scene. So I don't know firsthand, but like, I'm just based on conversations I've had with people who have done both Mm -hmm. coasts and have worked on, um, in my own experience of being here, like everyone was just like, you know, I'll give you a perfect example of, of, so when we shot this, the three bounds teaser, um, we, we put an ad up on, you know, Mandy at the time. I don't even know if it's called Mandy anymore. Uh, it is, but, and they're now you have to pay for Mandy, which sucks. Okay. Anyway, um, so we put up an ad looking for a crew, and we weren't looking for anyone mm-hmm. wardrobe because we didn't have the money to pay anybody to do wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. So we happened to get an email from from Emily, who's the sweetest, most amazing person. Um, you know, one of the most amazing people that I've had the pleasure of knowing. And we actually, when we shot the film, we used her apartment as uh, one of the locations in her husband's office as, as the office in Harlem that we shot at okay. um, as locations in the film. And so she messaged us during this teaser process and was like, I know you're not looking for anyone, but I'm looking to build my experience. Yeah. Would you, you know, would you want me on the project? Yeah. And we're like, um, like, Hey, like who is this girl? Like, you know, like it was so foreign to us, you know, like what you like, you're, you want to do this for free? Like, yeah. Okay. I think we ended up paying her like 50 bucks a day because we weren't the, the type to, to not pay something if yeah. we could. So, you know, we shot for three days and then we gave her like 50 bucks or, you know, $75 a day. I don't remember yeah. exactly what it was at this point. So now fast forward, you know, a couple years to us mm. getting ready to do the film, which was going to be a much more labor intensive project than the little teaser was. Mm. So we're, I mean, this is up to like two days before we shoot. We're getting like all the contracts together. We're, you know, getting all the paperwork together for each of the people and stuff like that. And we send her the, the contract, letting her know what she will be paid daily. Yeah. And she's like, wait, I'm, I'm getting paid to do this. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like you, what do you, what do you mean? Are you yeah. getting paid? She's like, oh, I just picked it with part of since years ago and you know I was like no of course like Emily like of course you're getting paid <laughs> um, like, you know but that's just like that's my experience yeah. you know like people are just so willing to make the art and be yeah. in the process and 
again, like I want to go back. Like I feel like that was a little bit of a dick move about LA because I don't know firsthand, and well, I love Los Angeles. And if my wife would ever move there, like I would be there in a second. Uh, but um, yeah. you know, I, I don't know firsthand, so that wasn't right of me. To, I mean, to say, it's but, just your opinion, and I'm not going to like judge you on your opinion. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a dick yeah. move to say it's your, like I said, it's your opinion, and I don't. Like I said, yeah, I'm not judging. No, is a no judgment yeah. zone on this podcast. Just a heads up. <laughs> no, so I know, but any listeners like, well, he's hasn't even been yeah. to LA, you know, like. Well, so the listeners should I, know I want, it's if, no judgment zone either, so <laughs> they can fuck off. If All they... right, no judgment zone. <laughs> All right, so anyway, that's my experience. Yeah. You know, we we our cast and crew mm-hmm. should have been paid so much more, yeah, than they were, and and the only reason a lot of them were paid was because we insisted on it. Yeah. And there's, there's a couple people, uh, Jason Griffith who played the lead uh, male character, yeah. um, you know, was in SAG. So we had to pay him based yeah. on SAG cause we had to, you know, get that contract to, to shoot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He ended up donating it back to the post-production. Oh, wow. For a producer, for producer credit. That's pretty dope. That was nice of him. Yeah. And, and we had about five people, do that um which was amazing wow you know and 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 that's another plus positive to being with these people for years leading up to to shoot everybody just became you know a family and and as a family we shot this film together and that is not like the Vegas. That was... <laughs> it's not like Vegas. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, but Vegas is another like yeah, who's who cutthroat. It's not. Know, it's like... not even that. Like I've have a I had a friend on this podcast, um, and he said he's trying to get actors in his shorts. He makes short YouTube videos, like you know, they're they're very interesting, and you know, they're shorts, they're experimentals, and all this regard. And he goes, yeah, I try to get people to you know twenty five bucks for just to come out, or like you know buy them food, but like they're, they're so like, no, or they ditch that it's very flaky and weird in this community. That's why I was like, it's really refreshing to hear how your community, how this community that you're telling me about your family in a sense, la familia, uh, you know, how they all yeah. like, you know, some guy was, the guy was donating his money back as a producer credit. And like, you know, and even the girl, Emily was so excited, like just to get paid, but also didn't expect it. Yeah, no, I was, yeah. It was amazing. And, yeah. and again, firsthand, I, I, I can't compare it to anything else. So yeah. it is what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it would definitely be hard to follow yeah. um, elsewhere, you know, but it was just, you know, I, I can't gush enough about the experience and, and the people that we were surrounded with to, to get this done. And even the people that weren't with us since, since day one and that we're new to the production we're just we made it a point to to bring on people that weren't going to disrupt that dynamic yeah and if we found out that you were like you know it wasn't it wasn't going to work for us yeah and i have a story and i'm not going to name names and or or say any name but we had hired a dp Mm -hmm. And we did the, 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 we were doing a full cast and crew reading. Mm-hmm. And after, after the reading, 
were outside standing on the street and Kate was a few feet away talking to somebody and I'm standing, you know, elsewhere and the DP comes up to me and he says, this isn't verbatim, but along the lines of, I just want you to know while we're on set, I only want to deal with you. What? Knowing that Kate and I were Kate, that Kate and I were partners. Oh my gosh. So he this to say by the next morning he had an email saying, you know, you're being let go. Yeah. Um and you know, he was I don't even know if we ended up telling him exactly why because but, you know, he's like, you know, what did I do? Like you know, I'm, I accept being let go. What, what did I do? Yeah. You know, could you tell me so I don't do it again? Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, we weren't, you know, I, I think I stayed on the way home because my wife and I drove into the city mm-hmm. and, you know, she lives in Brooklyn. And I said, I just want to let you know that this, this happened and whatever we want to do, you know, let him go or whatever. Like I am a hundred percent behind you. Yeah. And, there was also a case, uh, a time on set that the reverse happened. Oh, wow. Um, with a, a different crew person. And, um, you know, Kate basically said like, no, like we're, we're a team and yeah. this is, this is what's going to happen. Like, no, yeah. you know, that that's, let's, we're going to squash that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right to. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you can't have a mutiny on a on, on a film crew. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely not. No. I don't know. So, Daryl, um, what is your social media that people can follow you at? If I may ask. Uh, social media, I can kind of kind of bad at social media these days. I, I really wanted to to get into it, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't really. <laughs> hey, you don't have to give it out if you don't want to. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, I, I totally can because I'll end up, you know, as, as my book starts and as yeah. I do start doing more things, like I will want to, to build a network and build a following. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm really kind of only active on Instagram and um, my handle is that it's this life as five, which mm-hmm. is the number five. Okay. And after you asked me to, um, to do this and then i believe i messaged you saying like i've always wanted to like to do a podcast as yeah. well and uh, not not creative related um more about like life and life experiences and stuff like that yeah um i am starting a podcast yes um, i have changed your life <laughs> i have something <laughs> i'm taking credit because i do enjoy talking and so thank you um i do You're enjoy welcome. talking and I think a lot of people um, have things to say yeah. and aren't heard. And I don't know if I'm going to be the person to make them heard, but I'm going to try to be that person. Hey, man, you got to do what and, you got to do. And a lot of people, like, and my goal behind it is to kind of just, like, get that. Even if somebody listens to this podcast or any of the ones that I will create, mm-hmm. and they take one piece of information from it, and that yeah. helps inspire them yeah. or change their life. Exactly. Then my job is done. Your job is done. Yep. And, and, and that's what I want to do. Like I can't inspire everyone. Not everyone's inspired by me, Yeah. but 
somebody that I interview, somebody that I get to sit down with and have an episode mm-hmm. with, just like you. Yeah. And and if you would, I would love to to interview you once I get it off the ground. Um, sure. I mean, I don't have kids uh, though or anything of that nature, so I don't know. No, no, but it, but it's about it's about life. And it's, okay. So my my handle on Instagram is called This Life at yeah. Five because it's me, my wife, and my three daughters. Yeah. This Life at Five of us. But my pod is going to be called This Life as. Okay. So it's going to be This Life as John. This okay. Life as Kathy. This Life as. So something about your life. Okay. All right. I'm is down. going to inspire somebody. That's dope, man. I'm excited. Something you, something you say is going to inspire someone. Yeah. And that's my goal behind it. So it's going to be This Life as Pod. So P-O-D for podcast. Okay. Also on Instagram. So hopefully by May when this is out. Yeah. I'll have a few episodes out myself. Well, we, and, um, we will put this in the, uh, in the, in the description. I'll put the, the link to your podcast in the description. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. So I just got to keep going. You know what? Nobody, nobody in life is going to do anything for you. You yeah. know, if you're not willing to do things for yourself. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. You know, so. Yeah. And that's so kind of why I wanted this podcast. <laughs> Because I'm like, I'm yeah, finally doing shit for myself. Which when you, when I saw you, you know, you, you posted, oh, we had, you know, that was our 20th episode recorded. Which, which one is this going to be? How many uh, episodes you, now? You are 21, I believe. Hold on. That's amazing. Yeah. And you're launching next month. Uh, yeah. In January, I launched in January and yeah. one sec, I can, I can give you a, and I got, actually I have another podcast around two o'clock. So that'll be episode 22. And then I think by the time. Uh, I got another. I might have three tomorrow, so I'd be up to twenty five if I have the third. Uh, and then I got twenty six, twenty seven. I think twenty seven by the end of the month. And then I'm That's not amazing. Yes. Dude. So like li- literally, I think Thursday will be my last podcast of the year of, for twenty nineteen because I need to like literally go back and like now, um, start editing more of them. Like my friend, my friend mm-hmm. Mark is helping me out edit like the video episodes. So like. Um, for your stuff, like, and my cousin Sarah, who who was just on this podcast, uh, I think what was it? Uh, this would be three or four weeks ago, maybe. Um, you know, like the calling ones are gonna be like very basic, like you saw on Instagram. So, and then, mm-hmm. so that's that's those those are easy, but it's just cutting all the people that come over and doing those multi cam ones. I'm like, oh boy, I need more help, even though they're not gonna be like shown until like, I think we start the the first video one really three weeks after the first. Um, podcast is presented audio wise, mm-hmm. and then my friend Carlos mm-hmm. is like listening to the podcast, and he's gonna find the nuggets, and then from the nuggets, we just put them on YouTube and Instagram. Nice. So, yeah, it's a, it's a process, but it it's been a hell of a lot of fun to do all this, and it's been really fun to hearing everyone's stories. Like, and I loved hearing your story. I love, I, and I just love doing this. That's awesome. I'm so thrilled to, uh, you know, that you did ask me and yeah. this was uh, a great experience. And like I said, I love talking to people. So, yeah. you know, it, it's always fun to do and, um, and be, and, and support the cause, man. You yeah. Know? Like that's what it's about. Dude, I, I appreciate it. Hell of a lot that you have, you came on to do the podcast. I not, I thank you so much. I can't wait to, to hear it. Yeah. I, I, I was so conscious of trying not to, to 
to use too many ums. So I yeah. don't know if you plan on cutting those out, but uh, not really. There's no. another one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't bother me either. Yeah. You know, I know some some podcasts are, you know, all those filler words they got to get rid of. But yeah, I like to I like to keep it simple and keep it you know keep it the whole thing like. It's I don't want because I don't want people to think that I cut out certain things unless I like yeah. I, I only cut out if I need to cut out and I there's nothing here yeah. I want to cut out, which is so appreciative having you know listen to to podcasts and being around other podcasts and it yeah. construe it can construe your message and, yeah you know that's you know that's not cool either yeah no 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 so, not at all I'm all I'm all for the the filler words and it's not like I'm giving up. State of the Union. Well, I mean, you know, our current president. Well, I mean, you might have given, given one. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not. I'm not in front of scholars here. Yeah. You know, where I don't have to, where I can't say um, and you know, a couple times. So. Well, I was waiting for like the big like scholarly word from you, so um, I'm very upset with that. <laughs> so nah, I'm too. I'm too uh, type type B for that. No. Hey, I have to ask you also too, New Jersey pizza. Where do you recommend New Jersey pizza? Yep. Ah, because you gave us your New York flavor, but you didn't give us the Jersey flavor. I mean, but you know, for those of you who have been to Montclair or yep. not, Montclair is very much a food town. Yep. I mean, it's a small town with a bustling downtown area but there's over 120 food establishments in the town and you can pretty much get any cuisine that you want um ethiopian peruvian indian you know obviously um you know spanish food and, and tacos and you know your american and irish fare and but pizza if i have to name one pizza place Oh man, I would have to say Ruthie's is probably the best pizza in Montclair. All right, all right. I will hope yeah. I will check that out if I'm ever in Montclair. I don't know when I'm going back to New Jersey, but if I'm in Montclair, I'm going there. And then... Yeah, no, no, do it. They have good food. Yeah. Um, great, you know, they play live music on the weekends okay. and stuff like that. So all right, definitely oh. a chill spot. And I have another fun fact for you. I don't know if you know this. I don't know. Did you ever watch like Kitchen um, Kitchen Nightmares? By the way. Kitchen nightmares. No, what's that on? It was Gordon Ramsay's uh show. It was like he had like, he went to oh, restaurants yeah, 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 and stuff yeah, like that. No, I never watched it. Okay, did you know? Well, fun fact then. You know, um, there's an episode where he went to Montclair actually, and he went to this Italian restaurant that was right by Leone's, where, right? Yeah, Leone's. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he was on that, and I didn't know that was like right by where like Situation Normal was. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I believe they had kind of. You know, after that episode, I believe they totally revamped themselves. Yeah. Um, and Lonnie's is good. They, you know, I mean, that, you know, if you haven't been here in a while, Church Street, that yeah. whole area is just, mm-hmm. when it's nice out, there's so many people outside. Yeah. Just, they'll have like street musicians and oh, wow. it wasn't that long. It might have been over the summer or, or whatever, but like Justin Bieber's kind of in the area quite often. I believe to be at the house in Glen Ridge. Oh, really? And um, didn't expect that. Some girl was playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some girl was playing on the street, and he came up and he started singing with them. And um, you know, it's. I mean, there's a lot of to do people in this town because of the proximity yeah. to uh, 
to Manhattan. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, Steve Colbert, um, Patrick Wilson, they both live in Montclair. Um, Didn't know that so, either. You're giving me you fun know. facts now. Yeah, yeah, which they are, there's a very iconic movie theater in Montclair called the Bellevue, mm. which closed a little over a year ago, I would say. Yeah. Um, the owner of the building at the time was hiking the rent too much. And, yeah, you know, it's a small movie theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the old movie theater that was kind of there was kind of forced to, kind of forced out because the owner was selling the building and, you know, they just kind of, kind of got him out. So, Steve Colbert and Patrick Wilson and a, another um, investor, another person, part of their team, bought it, and they're reopening um, the movie theater. That's great. So that's awesome. Yeah, you know that's it, it's community, and that you know they're part of the community, and that's that's what they're doing. And, yeah, you know that's awesome, and should be open, I guess, by the, the summer, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be cool. They're going to have like a little cafe and in, in the front, oh, and wow. you can get some drinks and stuff like that. So, Shit, but um, yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. Montclair's a great place. If you've never been here, get here. Yeah, definitely. If you again, if you're a listener and you're in that New Jersey, New York area, or close to wherever in New Jersey, go to Montclair. Highly recommend. Very nice town, and we have someone to also who lives there, so obviously they know. Right on. So, again, thank you, Daryl, and thank you guys for listening, and remember to subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher. Also, remember, like I said in the beginning of the show, we have a Patreon page. Again, if you're on that low tier, you get the podcast three days before it airs, and if you're on that high tier, you get the podcast, basically, you get the podcast a week early. So, and that middle tier, you get the podcast five days before it airs. So, thank you, guys. I can't do this without your support, your love. All that stuff. Even the people who I said who aren't on the Patreon subscribing to that. Thank you for listening. And again, I can't do it without you guys. You are my hashtag frame chasers. And Daryl, you are now part of that hashtag frame chaser club. Congratulations. Fantastic. <laughs> can't wait to hear it. <laughs> now. We'll tune in uh, next for the... <laughs> Uh, again guys thank you and have a great day have a great week have a great month have a great year we'll hopefully catch you next week on Chasing the Frame this is John signing out see you guys 